0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me today with the uh, podcast. Today's topic, I'd like to focus on the issue of crisis in the family, a trauma in the family. You know, to put this in perspective, let me uh, quote a little piece of poetry that has come to my attention recently and um, hangs in our home. This is a reminder. It says this, A family is a circle of strength and love. With every birth and every union, the circle grows. Every joy shared adds more love, adds more love. Every crisis faced together makes the circle stronger. Now, that's where I want to focus. Every crisis faced. You know, in the family life... (laughs) excuse me, we have a lot of crises. Often we don't face them. We ignore them. We don't talk about them. We don't process them. We just think in some way they'll go away. But you know that's not the case. If a crisis is occurring, or has occurred, it will be there until you face it and deal with it. (laughs) Now, it's a crisis that has to be faced. And when it's faced, the family circle will grow stronger. Because if we don't face it, the family circle will grow weaker. And if we do face it, it will grow stronger. So that's kind of the context of today's uh, discussion. And I'd like you to reflect on your own family crises and traumas that have occurred, maybe in your life personally or one of your family members, or maybe your family as a whole, the whole uh, group of you, had to face some kind of a crisis in life. You know, a crisis of many kinds. To be falsely accused is a fault, is a crisis. It can be very great trauma. crisis is just a mild trauma. Uh, so trauma is at the uh, number 9 or 10 on a 10-point scale, and a crisis is kind of an 8 or 9 on a 10-point scale. So, a crisis can be in the form of a um, false accusation. It could be a motor vehicle accident in which there's major injury. It changes the life, alters the life of an individual. It could be surgery. Maybe a surgery failure, a surgery mishap. You know, or just a very difficult surgery to go through that's left you impaired in some way. A crisis. could be a major illness, cancer, stroke. Heart attack that alters your life and makes a major change in your lifestyle. Could be something from childhood, such as abuse, child molestation. Could be many, many things that have happened recently or long ago in your life. Could be all of a sudden you, unexpectedly, were given the message of separation and divorce. You know, that's a major, major crisis when that occurs, you see, there are many, many forms of a crisis, many kinds of traumas that come into our life, most of which are unexpected, or certainly we thought we would escape those crises altogether, but you know, they came into your life as a family, and now the family has to deal with it. And I'm referring this to a family because a crisis cannot be faced alone, should not be faced alone, because if it is, it will never be resolved. You can't resolve a crisis or a trauma alone. You need the power and the strength of those that you love and those that support you and those that care for you and those that are part of your support system. So if you're going through a crisis, the first thing that there's a tendency to do is to avoid, to withdraw, to isolate, and you can't do that. You must, you must involve yourself with other people, you must bring them into the crisis, you must tell them about it, you must relate the crisis to them and the trauma and tell them about it, and let them ask questions and let them kind of think it through with you and what the implications of that crisis would be and what what it's going to do to you, and how it's going to affect you, and how it's going to affect family life. Let your family be part of the process of thinking it through, but also healing from the crisis or the trauma. Even those outside the family, for that matter, it need not only be the family, but it really needs to be part of that family. The family has to be a healing family when a crisis comes. You can't heal alone, and you can't heal outside of your family. The family is too important, too integral into your life, and too much important, play too much of an important role in all the things that happen, good things and the bad things, the joys, the sorrows, and the crises and the traumas. That's family life. That's what family is. And we need to make sure the family is brought into the formula, brought into the event, brought into the occasion, brought into the happening, discuss it with them, and get their feedback, and get their ideas, and get their suggestions, and get their help, and get their support. Okay, that's number one. All kinds of crises, and our tendency is to avoid and to withdraw. We can't do that. We have to keep that human connectedness, especially with family. Number two is what happens in a crisis, of course, is the fact that we tend to look at ourselves as being helpless. You know, no matter what we do, it's not going to make any difference. We can't prevent it. We can't overcome it. We take that position that in some way, that crisis, that trauma was so great. And no matter what we do, we can't seem to get through it. We can't seem to get over it. And we just feel helpless. And when you feel helpless, that means you're going to withdraw into depression. Because helplessness is depression, and when you're depressed, all you do is to sit back and do nothing. You isolate, you moan, and you just uh, withdraw into silence, withdraw into a kind of an internal bitterness, because you're mad over what's happened, and you feel that sense of helplessness that no matter what you do, no matter how you try, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you do, you can't get over it. You can't make a difference. Of course, you couldn't have prevented it. That's not possible. It's already happened. But you can't get over it. That's the helplessness that just impairs us and uh, brings us to a, a state of, of uh, total depression and personal depravity. So, again, bring people into your life and ask for help, ask for suggestions, ask for guidance, ask for recommendations, ask for options, ask for ways of dealing with things, ask how they did it when they went through a crisis. Maybe that will help you. Get advice from other people that are going through it at the same time as you're going through it, or who have gone through it. Associate with people who are in a crisis mode themselves, because there's that kind of help that we get from people who have gone through a crisis or who are going through a crisis as we are and who will help us think it through and help us have the courage and the faith and the fortitude to stay with it and to rise above it and to overcome it. So that's how you overcome. You don't go silent. You don't play the role of helplessness. You ask for guidance and help So that you become strong and that out of that crisis comes a strength, a family strength as I read in that piece of poetry. That's the goal. That's the option. That's the alternative. That's the ultimate that we want to see happen, is that out of a crisis comes a stronger circle of family life and family support and family encouragement. So there we are. That's number two. Number three is this. In a crisis, we often become very uh, overreactive emotionally. Cry. Weep. Yell. Scream. Get angry. Hit. Just we we lose our control of our emotions. It's as if the world has come to an end. As if Something's happened that we never would have expected to have happened. We never wanted to have happened. And there it is. And we just go into a, a mode of overreaction emotionally. The fact that we can't listen. We can't even think through with anybody else. We can't even open our minds to anybody else's ideas. Like our minds are closed. And that trauma has affected our body. It's affected our mind and it's affected our brain. You see, a crisis or a trauma can just do us totally in. We just in. We just can't respond in a reasonable, rational way. So we respond out, out of our deep sense of emotional loss, a deep sense of emotional uh, deregulation or to emotional overreaction. Almost to the point that nobody can help us. Just cry and yell and be bitter and place blame and be sarcastic and be mean-spirited to other people, that's when trauma is at its peak. We become emotionally unregulated, emotionally deregulated, emotionally out of control, emotionally beyond our sense of reason and our ability to even deal with people at the time of a crisis, and I tell you what, that's a hard spot to be in, and somehow somebody has to help us gain that sense of calm down, relax, calm down, let's talk, calm down, let's reason together, calm down, let's think it through, calm down, let's just talk about it, let's just see what we can do, let's just see what the options are, let's see what happened, just tell me, let's just talk about it, and eventually, the emotions begin to come under control. And then lastly, the, four point, the fourth point is, under trauma and under a crisis in our life, our memory becomes impaired. Our memory becomes ill-affected. Our memory becomes attacked, if you will. And we lose perspective. We lose the sense of what we did yesterday and the day before and what what we have done in the past. Our memory of the event even becomes clouded. Can't remember all the details of an event. We can't remember what happened. Can't remember maybe our part in it. Can't remember what happened initially, even in an accident. You don't remember what you were doing just immediately before the accident. You may have a blackout of a memory of a, what we call the retrograde... Uh, memory loss, retrograde memory loss. That's that period of time just prior to memory loss, just immediately following the trauma. We can't can't pull it out. There's memory impairment. There's memory loss. And it might be lost forever, by the way. But then memory is restored and memory comes back. And we remember many of the things about the trauma, most of the things about the trauma, maybe 90% things about the trauma but we may not remember a couple things or a couple small points or a couple major points even, for that matter. So there's always that part in a trauma where we have memory loss and memory impairment. And uh, the greater the impairment, the greater the loss, the greater was the trauma or the crisis in the life of the individual. In accident cases, that's often the seen that. In abuse cases, we often seen that. The trauma is often so great that there's a loss of memory of certain things that happen at the time of the trauma or the crisis. So it's a tough experience to have to go through, especially if you have to go through it alone and don't. That's what I mean. You don't go through these things alone. You bring people in your life. You ask for guidance. You ask for help. And you stay connected with other people. And you just keep yourself calm. Keep yourself emotionally calm and regulated. Calm it down. Slow it down. And that will help the memory become restored as much as it can. But maybe not all of it will be. But you see, trauma is a major, major event in our life. It affects our bodies. It affects our mind our memory, our thinking, and it affects our brain, how we process information, how we recall information, how we think through events, you see. So it's a a total kind of an experience that we have to be careful. And we cannot be defensive. We can't deny it. We can't pretend that it didn't happen. We can't pretend that it was no big deal. A crisis is a big deal. A trauma is a big deal. We can't be defensive and try to say it didn't happen at all, or it didn't happen the way that people say that it happened, or you like you can't remember things. That's being defensive. You're denying it. You can't you're purposely forgetting things? Can't do that. To get through a crisis, to get through a trauma, you have to unfold it. You have to unfold it bit by bit. You have to you have to tell the story. You have to unfold the story. And hopefully you can do it to somebody who's safe. You can do it in a place that's safe. You can do it at a time when you're ready and when you're safe. And then that story can be unfolded. And you can pick up the bits and the pieces of it and put it together and make sense out of it so that you can move forward in your life. And I might say this, that when you go through a crisis, when you go through a trauma, especially in a family, Make sure the family's together. Make sure the family faces it together. But get a family counselor. Get somebody who can meet with the family. Get somebody who can meet with parts of the family, individuals of the family, one at a time or whatever it might be, so that as a family you can pull together and you can have healing and you have restoration individually and as a family group. So, counseling... Get a psychologist that knows how to deal with trauma and make sure that that psychologist spends time with you and spends time with all the family members who have dealings with this particular trauma and can be helpful in resolving the trauma. It can be helpful in support of the person going through the trauma. So there's lots of things that can be done, but it's going to take some guidance of a professional. Get your psychologist and get your help, and get going on healing. The longer you wait, healing will not take place. You can't just incubate. You just can't kind of go off and forget about it, or try to forget about it. That's denying. That's denial, and that will never get you anywhere. You've got to keep talking about it. Write about it. Get in your journal and write. Get a piece of paper out and just make notes and write and write and write. You will never understand what happened until you pick up a pen and start writing. That will help you rec- recover the event and recover the memory and move forward in your life. <clears throat> well, this has been the psychology report, and we've had a little tough topic, but it's an important one for us as a family to think about. We all have traumas, traumas and we all have crises. And if you haven't had one lately, you may, have, you may be headed for one. You know, you never know when they're going to come. But you have to be prepared and have those commitments that you're going to deal with it in a healthy way, in a positive way, in a restorative way. You're not going to just go underground and hide and withdraw and deny and falsify information and pretend that it never happened. can't do that. Out of crisis comes a learning experience. And as the poetry that I read says... Every crisis faced together makes the family circle stronger. Well, good to have you with me. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. There's several books in there, and the one on parenting is a very good one to get a hold of. The one on health care, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle, is a very good one for this particular topic. I talk about trauma in that book and how you can handle that, so... Make sure you uh, pick a a book up anyway and deal with this effectively and in a very systematic way in your life. Bye for now.